2: Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD-TV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13, in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on channel 1519 charter cable in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel, 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Cali for 98 years, and our prayer hall, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late Chief Pastor William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins-that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call a phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Before beginning the musical portion of our television program, I would like to announce the 48th anniversary of our prayer tower, the only one of its kind in the Hawaiian Islands, used exclusively for prayer. Dedicated on Saturday, January 26, 1974, this structure truly depicts the Lord's number seven as it stands 65 feet with high with a 12-foot cross on the top of the roof, making it a total of 77 feet high. Our prayer tower is used daily by our prayer band warriors, by those who hold an hour of prayer, and on Friday nights when a time is set aside for those who tarry wholeheartedly for the Holy Spirit and the speaking in tongues as according to Luke 24, 49, and Acts 2:4, for All for the glory of God. The second coming of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is an absolute. In 1 Thessalonians 4, 17, it says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Are you ready, viewers, to meet Jesus in the air? If not, why not? Jesus calls us once, twice, thrice, and then no more. An excerpt from a well-known poem entitled Footprints explains how the Lord carries you through your most difficult times in life. How comforting it is to know Jesus is only a prayer away and will never leave our, your side. Our church choir, under the leadership of Emilia Hahn, will sing for you this heartwarming song entitled, I Love You, Lord. Accompany of the choir will be Thierry Summers on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. Blessed this morning are the God given talents of the men and women of our church band. Under my direction, an offer of praise and thanksgiving unto Jesus with his Jovial tune entitled God's Wonderful People. Up to God is a sweet smelling instance of the words sung this morning by our soloist Emilia Hahn. Listen as she sings this beautiful song entitled Precious Memories. Accompanying our soloist will be Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Mr. Sano Sr., Trusty Associate Pastor Evans Broad Sr. on the guitars, and yours truly on the piano. choose to put jesus first in your life you are choosing to take the path he has set before you if you focus on the lord and let him lead and guide you to do his blessed will you will see the victories which lie ahead our church choir will sing this empowering song entitled the lord is the strength of my life believe in the words of this song viewers that jesus is all you are all in all The deep inner peace we experience comes only from knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. As we read the Word of God daily, it helps us to strengthen us and draw closer to his wounded side. This morning, we have the gifted members of our church orchestra playing this awesome tune entitled, I Surrender All. In Mark 14, 32 and 35, he reads, And they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit ye here while I shall pray. And he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. Jesus knew God's will be done when he prayed. then an ear to our vocal group, The Daughters of Judah, as they sing this inspiring song entitled Beautiful Garden of Prayer. Accompanying our vocal group would be Christian on the piano. It is indeed an honor to dedicate this heartwarming song to our Hawaii branch pastor, Walter I. and Mrs. Darnell Tinloy. God bless you for all your faithful works, prayers, and love. The Lord has a very special place waiting for you when he returns and gathers us to be with him for all eternity.
0: to bow the-
1: And praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to repeat our television time stations and locations in the continental United States for a viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. These telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSV channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station 1519 Charter Cable in Los Angeles, From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon from 5 to 6 a.m. on Station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning a schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, Gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera, Sr. in Kanakai Molokai by Pastor Walter I. Tinlo in Hilo Hawaii by Pastor Leonard K.Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, and by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vespers Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You're welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hunt Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy?
2: Thank you, Melvin. I want you to take a few moments at this time to say how grateful I am to those of you who have shown your love and support for us through your liberal donations and letters of goodwill. We thank the Lord for the way he has touched hearts, for we know that all things which have come about as a result of our telecast can only be accredited to him. we move on now to the preaching and reading of God's word. Hopefully your Bibles are in hand so you can refer to the scriptures which prove and confirm today's message. God's benefits. We are forgetful hearers, which seems to be one of our human weaknesses. We forget things we shouldn't, A wife forgets her husband's birthday and faces a form of embarrassment. A son forgets to pay a bill and the collector is at the door. A daughter forgets to cook and has to suffer the reprimand of her father. The distress, frustration, and pressures of living may even cause us to forget who we are and the wonderful privileges we have from God. Of course, there are some things which are best forgotten. But God does not want us to forget his faithfulness or the benefits we have received as his people. Listen to Psalm 68, 19 to 20. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. He that is our God is the God of salvation, and unto God the Lord belong the issues from death. Meaning, of course, escape from death. During Israel's exodus from Egypt, miracles reminded the children of Israel of God's presence with them. They crossed the Red Sea on a dry path, which God provided through the sea, as you read in Exodus 14, 22. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on the right hand and on their left. The children of Israel had faith and believed that God would prevent them from drowning. They were led by a pillar of cloud by day, and a pillar of fire by night. Reading Exodus 13, 21-22. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud, to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire, to give them light to go by day and night. And he took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. The cloud and fire were the outward signs of God's presence with them. The children of Israel rejoiced when God delivered them from Pharaoh's army. Listen to Exodus 14, 27 to 28. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared. And the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen, and all the hosts of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. In the wilderness of Mount Sinai, on the way to Canaan, Israel witnessed more reminders of God's presence with them. Daily they were fed manna from heaven and provided water from a barren rock. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 10, one through four, more of the brethren, I would not that he should be ignorant, how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did eat all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. They saw the power and presence of God revealed in clouds, fire and thunder upon the top of Mount Sinai. They heard the Lord address the nation with an audible voice. They saw the earth open and swallow the rebels who rejected Moses' leadership. All of these were reminders that God was with Israel as he is with us today, who are truly born again of water and of the Spirit. While in the wilderness, Moses instructed all the Israelites to sew threads of blue into the fringes of their garments. Why? Blue was representative of the heavenly color and wanted to show that they were to live heavenly lives and to be reminded of the Lord's commandments, that they were God's chosen people. We need to be reminded daily of our relationship with God. Perilous times are here ungodliness, immorality, dishonesty, lying, cheating, and violence are commonplace in our society. Paul reminds us in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5 and 7, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth-breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despised of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness by denying the power thereof, from such turn away, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth, the pressures from living in this devil make care world have caused a lot of Christians to leave the faith. Listen to Second Thessalonians 2, 3, and 10 to 12. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Those who are then living, who have rejected Christ up to the time of the rapture and will not turn to the Lord during the period of the coming tribulation, that is before the Lord Jesus comes in power, then God will send them a strong delusion so that they will believe a lie. They should have received when they could have Many today suffer spiritual defeat and fall away from the Lord. Every reminder of our walk with God is a benefit. As believers in Christ, every reminder of our involvement in God's work and privileges is a benefit. After the death of Moses, an army of Israelites was badly beaten in their encounter with the enemy. The Israelites were outmanned, outmaneuvered, and thus many deserted because of fear. This happened in spite of the fact that the general had issued orders for the trumpeters to sound retreat. Suddenly, as he sat discouraged, the blue fringe of his garment caught his eye. He began to think about its meaning. It was a reminder that Israel belonged to God and she had to obey God. Indeed, it was a reminder as we find in Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. For the general, his doubts and fears slowly melted away. The trumpeters arrived and the command was given to charge. The battle was not theirs, it belonged to the Lord. Victory was achieved all because of the blue fringe on the general's robe, a true benefit indeed. And how about the young man who left home and fell into deep sin? He hid bottom and tears streamed down his face as he thought about how wonderful home was. Finally, he fell to eating husk with a swine. Listen to Luke 15, 15 and 16. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would have fain filled his belly with a husk that the swine did eat and no man gave unto him. He finally came to himself, as you read the 18, 19 verses, and I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son, Make me as one of thy hired servants. And the son arose and came to his father who met him. You read verses 22 and 24, but the father said to his servant, bring forth the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found. And he began to be merry. Today we do not sew a blue fringe on our garments, but in a spiritual sense, it might be said we have the Spirit of God to remind us of all the benefits we derive from God. Let's read Romans 8, 16 to 17. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit, that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. The devil would like to destroy us, but we have the armor of God, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, prayer, the word of God with us. Satan goes about devouring whom he will, but he is a defeated fool. Reading First Peter 2, 9, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The Lord did not choose us or set us his love upon us because we were more in number than any other people, but rather because we were the fewest of all people. Throughout the Bible, there are examples of Pentecostal preachers proclaiming the message of salvation. Philip was such a man. He was sent by God to the city of Samaria to preach to the Samaritans, who gave earnest heed to what Philip said, just as Nicodemus the Sanhedrin took heed of Jesus' words in John 3, 5. Very, very, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. All of Samaria heard these same words to Philip. And in addition, they were eyewitnesses to the miracles which he did in the name of Jesus. The climate of that city was one of exaltation. However, within that city lived Sim, Simon, the sorcerer. For many years, the unwary Samaritans were deceived by his sorceries. That is until the arrival of the devout Christian soldier, Philip, who proclaimed Jesus. Through him, great throngs of believers heard the gospel on how one is able to enter into the kingdom of God. Listen to Acts 8:12. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. And to you, the viewing audience, this self-same gospel is entering your household through this television ministry. We read in Acts 2.38, Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Don't put on salvation for another day. Do not be seduced by modern-day sorcerers, who preach other than the one true gospel. Be like the born-again people of Samaria, who with one heart believed the teachings of Philip, or like the multitudes who believed and were baptized when the Lord preached with power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Moreover, even the seducer of men, Simon, was convicted of sin, he, too, was baptized by Philip in Jesus' name. Referred on in Acts 8, 14 to 17, Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. How marvelous! The arrival of Peter, John, and Samaria only heightened a mighty Holy Ghost revival there. However, in their midst stood the carnal-minded Simon who sought to purchase the Holy Ghost not only for himself, but that he might endure others with the Holy Ghost as well. For these sacrilegious requests, Simon was strongly rebuked by the Apostle Peter who said, Thy money perish with thee. Indeed, the gifts of God are not for sale. It is a wicked thought which shows the heart is not right in the sight of God. Let us read verse 22. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. Therefore, what must you do to be saved? Simply put, repent. Be baptized in Jesus' name. Be filled with the Holy Ghost and go all the way with the Lord. Acts 4.12 emphatically states, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is no name comparable to the name of Jesus. He is the only way, truth, and life. Healing is also part of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Over 1,900 years ago, a sickly woman was afflicted with an issue of blood. This poor woman's sickness was one which caused her to be excluded from the services at the synagogue and separated her from her friends. This disease is a true picture of what sin really does. It keeps us away from God and forbids us to have fellowship with the children of God. But she still had access to the love of God in Christ. This sick woman sought out Israel's top physician. Read in Mark 5, 26, and has suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. The doctors could offer no hope. Her case was incurable, and it was slowly draining her well-being and money. Suddenly, she thought about Jesus. She had heard testimonies that he was able to heal the sick and raise the dead. She finally made up her mind to find this Jesus. Listen to Mark 5, 27 to 34. When she had heard of Jesus, came the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straight with the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, Thou seest a multitude thronging thee, and seest thou who touched me? Even though the crowd of people swarmed around him, our Lord knew that someone had touched him with a purpose. Our Lord could have allowed the women to depart unnoticed, but she would have missed a great blessing. Our Savior desires a confession of the mouth as well as belief of the heart. And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, daughter. Thy faith had made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Yes, the poor sickly woman had faith and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as her mighty physician and was healed immediately. This woman had the marks of courage. We find in the Bible men of God who had the marks of courage too. Paul was stoned at Lystra and left for dead. But God performed a miracle, he was not through with him. He gave Paul the victory. What will Paul do now? Come and me him, him it would be foolish to return to the place of defeat. We read in 2 Corinthians 12, 10, therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. However, Paul was not discouraged by his near-death experience. He went right on back to work facing the same mob that had stoned him. Showing splendid courage, he was ready to continue the mighty work there. Later on, we find him in prison in Caesarea. When King Agrippa came to town, Festus told him about Paul. The the king was interested in Paul and had Paul brought before him. He was told that he could speak for himself. However, instead of doing this, he spoke for the Lord Jesus. It took immense courage for him to stand before the king and his court and preach to the one who was hateful. But Paul preached in such an effective way that Agrippa was greatly impressed. Reading Acts 26, 27, 29, King Agrippa, believest thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I will to God that not only thou, but also all that hear me this day were both almost and altogether such as I am except these bonds. Seemingly, King Agrippa was sarcastic in his remark, saying, in effect, with a few words, thou art for persuading me to be a Christian. The king had no heart to believe in God. It took real courage to stand before a hostile and rebellious crowd to say, I am for Jesus all the way. Now we take a look at another martyr, John the Baptist. He called the religious leaders of his day a generation of vipers, as you read in Matthew 3, 7 to 8. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath wanted to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits, meat for repentance. Later he found King Herod living in sin with his brother's wife. What a courageous scene. We look upon as John the Baptist faced Herod, here was the king arrayed in royal robes with a woman sitting at his side. Here was John clothing camel's hair. He was a simple down-to-earth country preacher. What did he say? Would he bow down and sanction all of that the king was doing? No. He had more courage than that. He pointed his finger and it had words for the sinful king. We read in Matthew 14, verses 3 and 4. For Herod had laid hold on John and bound him and put him in prison for Herodias' sake and his brother Philip's wife. For John said unto him, It is not lawful for thee to have her. Because he stood up for truth and righteousness, John the Baptist was placed in prison and later beheaded. Yes, it took courage for him to denounce the king as a sinner. But he had that courage. Caleb and Joshua had the marks of courage. God commanded Moses to select 12 men and sent them into Canaan as spies. When they returned, 10 of the spies said, it is a good land, but the people up there are giants, and we are but grasshoppers in their sight. We are not able to take the land. However, Caleb and Joshua were men of another spirit. They said, with God's help, we can take the land. Let us not fear the people, for we know that the Lord will be with us. They were men of true courage, and they were rewarded for that courage. The other men died in the wilderness, but Caleb and Joshua entered into the promised land. And it was Joshua who led the children of Israel into the promised land, where he heard the voice of God speak to him. Listen to Joshua 1.7. Only be thou strong and very courageous. That thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper with the seven thou goest. God told Joshua that he was going to be prosperous and have good success. Praise the Lord, all that was told him came to pass. Yes, reach out to Jesus Christ, touch him, and thou shalt have good success in this life and that to come. If you would like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the Hall of His hands. Our church band will close our program by playing this upbeat tune entitled Dwelling in Beulah Land. <laughs> ¶¶